Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed, alleluia. God be with you and also with you. Let us pray. O God, whose blessed Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of the bread, open the eyes of our faith that we may behold him in all his redeeming work who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter addressed the people. You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we had made him walk? the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the holy righteous one and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and by faith in his name, His name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God 
so that you so that your sins may be wiped out. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. A psalm, Psalm 4. We will pray the psalm responsibly. Answer me when I call, O God, defender of my cause. You set me free when I am hard-pressed. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. You mortals, how long will you dishonor my glory? How long will you worship dumb idols and run after false gods? Know that the Lord does wonders for the faithful. When I call upon the Lord, he will hear me. Tremble, then, and do not sin. Teach your heart in silence upon your bed. Offer the appointed sacrifices. And put your trust in the Lord. Many are saying, oh, that we might see better times. Lift up the light of your countenance upon us, O Lord. You have put gladness in my heart. More than when grain and wine and oil increase. I lie down in peace. At once I fall asleep. For only you, Lord, make me dwell in safety. A reading from the first letter of John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have the hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, give thanks to the risen Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, give praise to his name. Jesus is Lord of all the earth. He is the King of creation. Hallelujah, hallelujah, give thanks to the Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus himself stood among the disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. 
They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bone as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Will you pray with me? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Make these words more than words and give us all the spirit of Jesus. Amen. Dante Wright, I really don't know where to begin and what a luxury that is. In my whiteness, I am free just to be astonished. Not enraged like Charles Blow of the New York Times who wrote simply that he is enraged, no longer surprised or astonished. The killing of Dante Wright is barely news any longer. It's so heartbreakingly predictable. No, Charles Blow is just enraged, constantly. Neither am I heartbroken, like Dante's mother, who's been in the front of cameras and microphones. His family has been in front of cameras and microphones, demanding answers to all their grief-ridden questions. I am simply stupefied. What a privilege simply to be stupefied when other Black and another black person has been murdered by the police. And let's call it that. Let's call it murder. I know what the charges are. I know that second degree manslaughter is what's been charged, but accident or no, the police officer with 26 years of experience had her service firearm in her hand. She knew better. She knew better. And a 20 year old kid is dead. And dare I simply shrug. There I simply sit here stupefied. What gall. I live in Richmond, Virginia. Some of you know that. Over the last year or so, the former capital of the Confederacy has witnessed Black Lives Matter protesters begging the city to take down the old monuments that were originally erected to extol the virtues and heroism of Confederate leaders, military figures, and slaveholders. A lot of folk have expressed strong opinions on either side of that endeavor, but more of us have simply sat on our hands or shrugged. We sit in our privilege, stupefied. Thus, it's hard to know what we actually think or believe. In effect, we end up standing nowhere. 
but as a Christian, I know that more is demanded of me. The demands of the gospel are clear. Love. It's not some sentiment, and it's not a wish or a hope. It's the greatest commandment. It's the last and final desire of Christ Jesus as he washes the feet of his disciples. And John remembers that for us this morning. Love takes a stand. Love embraces the outsider. Love embraces the prisoner. Love embraces the adversary and the enemy. Love embraces the lonely, the oppressed, the victim. Love embraces the self. Love embraces us all. And we who are Christians are to embody that love. This is John's lesson to us this morning. In the reading, we discover a community that has forgotten what it is to love one another. They are struggling. So John spells it out for them again. The entire book is a treatise on love, both divine and human, how God loves God's children and how we too are called to love, to love one another, love one another. Does this sound familiar from Maundy Thursday? Mandatum, the commandment, love one another. This is the greatest commandment. We are all children of God, and as such, we are to love one another. But the community has forgotten. Our community has forgotten. You are children of God, that's all, no more and certainly no less. It's not a question of remembering a long list of legalistic expectations. It's simply this, you are children of God, love one another. 1 John 3.11 reads, For this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. There's been no other legitimate message. John will go so far as to say that any other message is of the devil. There are, of course, ethical and moral implications to belonging to God in such a way. There's a relationship to sin and righteousness. The children of God are righteous and are to behave as such. Love is no mere sentiment. It's an action. First John reads, first John 3.18 reads, little children let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. It's the commandment we've been given from the beginning, yet we forget it so quickly. It's a commandment to be obeyed. It's how we see God in loving one another. It's how others recognize God in us, in our communities. Love. Love can conquer the world, John says. Anything else is idolatry. And this ethic of love will go far beyond John's vision. The early Christian communities will expand it, riff on it, run with it. This love will be the reason that the poor are cared for, why the widow is cared for, why the orphan is cared for, why the prisoner is cared for. They will remember for all of us. Jesus' teachings on love and what happens when we fail. So back to my stupefaction and Dante Wright. It's so hard to be enraged all the time. It's so hard to be heartbroken all the time. And it's so hard to protest all the time.
It just is. But that's no excuse to sit passively on the sidelines. A child of God killed another child of God. My heart should be broken. Instead, I sit in my privilege. My heart is hard. Again, privilege. It's a privilege to shut down, to give up, to give in and despair. It's privilege that says that's just the way it is. We must let go of such privilege and pick up the mantle of love. Dante's death and the ongoing plight of black people in our country is a failure to love. Our failure to love, my failure to love. We cannot fail to love any longer. More love is demanded of us. To love as Christ loved and still loves is to relinquish our privileges, to love in the hardest of moments, and to take action. We can turn to Christ as we do this. We are not left alone in this work. Jesus is still present with us. From our gospel, while in their joy they were disbelieving and wondering, he said to them, have you anything to eat? And gave him a piece of broiled fish. And he took it and ate in their presence. Children of God, love one another. We continue to gather in our bulletin beginning on page seven, professing our faith together in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. His kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. As we virtually greet one another, may the peace of the Lord be always with you and also with you. 
as uh, we gather for our offertory, uh, the information to text to give is in your bulletin uh, for our virtual passing of the plate. Um, all that you give sustains the ministry and the work that we do here. So I do encourage you to use that text to give. Once you do it once and set it all up, it's very quick and easy to do. You can also give through our website or through uh, the mail and hopefully God willing, at some point soon, we'll gather in person and maybe even pass the plate. Uh, thank you for all that you give to sustain our ministry. Father, we pray, pray for you. church that we all may be one. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. 
we pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble, including in our community, Andrew, Jillian Barlow, Noreen Bucknam, Jim Cameron, Glenn Crosby, Glorian Crosby, Deanna Glenn, Diane Goodman, Mark Hall, Lorna Hamill, Bob Hayward, Rosemary Howell, Peter Mockenheimer, Mary Lynn Morgan, Linda Mullen, Edith Ogden, Claire Parkinson, Pam Rhodes, Dan Rowley, Karen Rowley, Samari, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, William Victory, Vivian, Ann Walsh, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest, including Dante Wright, the eight people who lost their lives at the latest mass shooting at the FedEx facility in Indianapolis, and closer to our community, Irma Patrick and George Edward Wordley. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. And let us now pray for our own needs and those of others. We invite your prayers, spoken or unspoken, for that which may be on your heart. We also give thanks for those celebrating birthdays this week, Faye Thompson and John Parkinson. We pray for Reed Sullivan, who's back in the hospital. Let us gather together all of our prayers and lift them to God. Almighty and everlasting God, you hear our prayers, petitions, and pleas. Gather with those who suffer and weep this day. Be with all in our community that we may be inspired to take up the mantle of love and spread that love in the world to all for whom we pray and care for this day and always. Amen.
As our Savior Christ has taught us, we now pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Do we have anyone on with a birthday or anniversary? Uh, I'm not sure if I've seen John Parkinson, but are there others? Anniversaries, things that need celebrating. We're going to pray either way. All right. Let us pray together the birthday anniversary and general Thanksgiving. Watch over your children, O Lord, as their days increase. Bless and guide them wherever they may be. Strengthen them when they stand. Comfort them when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise them up if they fall. And in their hearts may your peace, which passes all understanding, abide all the days of their lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, and sustainer be with you this day and all for whom you pray and care for, that the Holy Spirit may live in your hearts and that the blessing of God may be spread far beyond these walls and that the kingdom of God may manifest as we pray it well. Amen.
Let us go forth in the name of the risen Christ. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Thank mm-hmm. you. 